Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Hey guys, welcome to Real Life Church Online. Man, so excited you're here. Hey, if you're at a watch party, maybe just watched online from your bedroom, I wanna say a big welcome to you. So glad you tuned in. Love getting together every single Sunday. I wanna say a special welcome, a shout out to everybody that's new today. Man, this place, God has brought you here, and I believe on purpose and with a purpose. And so I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in your life today. You might wonder what Real Life Church is all about, and we're simply just broken people following Jesus together, helping people far from God discover to real life and purpose in Jesus. And so we're excited you joined with us today. Hey, we're gonna have a very special conversation on racism today. And we got some positive news. We got some encouragement. We got some solutions, some answers, some encouragement today. If you're tired of seeing all the negativity, man, all the division, all the hurt, man, we are gonna just deep dive into what Jesus has for us today. I believe God's gonna speak to all our hearts. He's gonna change us from the inside out, give some encouragement and give us some practical steps, some things we can do to make a difference in this season. Here's what today's gonna look like. We're going to have a few songs of worship. We're going to give you ways to get connected. And then we're going to have a message of hope and encouragement about racial reconciliation today. So I want to encourage you to get on your feet, wherever you're at, maybe your bedroom, maybe at a watch party. Come on, stand up. I know it's awkward. Get on your feet. We're going to worship Jesus big today for who he is, for what he's done in our life. Man, that he had a reckless love for us. Man, he tore down walls. He died on the cross for us and set us free. Come on, let's give some praise to Jesus. Come on, lift up Jesus at this place. Come on. Yeah. 
shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. That's right. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Oh no. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow. us so much he gave his son we celebrate today that every miracle every mountain moved every chain released he promises he is going to do that again today and so continue in worship with us today to celebrate our great god his great love and his just abundance and all he has given to us Still stands. Great. 
we come before you with an expectant heart this morning, God. I just know that there's so many people that are just in the midst of, again, another crisis, another time of fear, another time of wondering what is going on in the world. And God, we know that no matter what is going on around us, no matter what the world is, no matter what the storm is, that you are here to comfort, you are here to bring hope. And you bring that hope not only to our lives, but the world that surrounds us and the community that you've given us just to work in and just to shine your light in. God, so I pray as we come in to whatever we're struggling with, that we know that there's a greater purpose than who we are and what we're about. And that's what we are focusing on this morning. The purpose that you have given us here this morning is just to serve the people around us. And God, I just want to lift up somebody this morning, man. Maybe they're full of fear. Maybe they're full of despair. God, I pray that after today that they've had an authentic encounter with you and they know that beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are real today. And God, we just want to lift up those people this morning. I pray that, that your presence is known to them. And God, we thank you for doing that every day. And again, we give you the honor and praise and the worship. And we pray these things in Jesus' name this morning. Amen. 
Hey, so wherever you're at, whether you're online or whether you're at a watch party, let's give God the praise that he deserves, some claps. If you're at a watch party, give some air high fives. We're gonna have a great time. If you're online, throw out some hearts, throw out some likes. Man, we are gonna have an awesome time just continuing to worship Jesus this morning. So if you are at a watch party, take this opportunity. You guys can go ahead and be seated if you're online. Just do what you're doing, having fun at the couch, at the breakfast table, or whatever you are. Again, my name's Barry. I'm just one of the many people that get to serve here every week at Real Life. Just a great opportunity to hang out with you guys this morning on this awesome Father's Day. Here's a great opportunity here. If you're a watch party, pull out your phone. If you're online, let the dads in the area in this gathering this morning know how much you care about them, how much you love them. Tell your dad if he's following along that you love him. Find somebody else on, online and to let them know how much you are excited about them and just thank you for what they do for their family week in and week out. So if you're new with us today, whether you're online or you happen to be hanging out at one of these watch parties, I want you to know that we are here for you and we wanna connect with you. And there's two different ways that you can do that. And the first one is by texting RLNEW to 97000, or if you're online or you have your phone out at a watch party, you can see a link that's gonna pop up in the comments. And what we wanna do is just care about you, love on you, and this is a safe form for you to fill out. And what'll happen is when you do, one of our team members will reach out over the phone and again, they'll just share the love of God with you that we have here at Real Life. They'll resource you in any way that we can. We just love to connect with you and help you in the way that, that God has led you to our gathering. And that all comes out of what our mission is. And that mission is to see people far from God discover the real life and purpose in Jesus. And we do that in a lot of different ways. But you know, the simplest thing, the way to say is we are a church for the unchurched. And we are a church that is here for people that have questions, people that have fears, people that just don't have any, any meaning in their life anymore. And we want to give you all those things in the name of hope. And that hope has a name and his name is Jesus. So that is what our mission is all about. And if you guys are out there watching today, you can be part of that mission too. And it's the easiest way in the world is just to share our content. So if you're online, hit share, you know, share that out to all your contacts. If you're, if you're at a watch party, pull your phone out. We want you to continue to interact with us and just give out the, the words of encouragement that you guys get every day to somebody that you know. You'll never know what kind of blessing that you could be in their lives today. So again, we're, we're excited about the message coming up. We're gonna to continue to stay positive. Pastor Sean's gonna have a, just a great, wonderful word. So before he comes up though, let's pray for uh, God's presence on this gathering today. God, again, just thank you for just the, the ability just to meet online and in watch parties. God, I pray that you just, that you just are, are with these groups. I pray that they have an open heart and a receiving ear. And God, I just pray that you challenge us today just to, to find a way just to serve the community around us for even people that, especially for people that don't look like us or don't have the same life experience as us. And God, so I just wanna lift up every gathering that's whether they're meeting physically in a, in a city or across the country in the world where they're online, whatever. God, I just pray that you are just blessed and honored by the time that they take today just to worship you because again, you deserve all the honor and praise that we can bring to you. And again, we lift these things up one more time. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's your opportunity to hang out with somebody. If you're at a watch party, throw up again that air high five. Just tell them everybody that you're sitting around how glad you are to see them. If you're online, find somebody that you know, find somebody that you don't know. Tell them how much you care about them, how much you love them, throw, them, throw out those hearts and likes. And again, we are so excited for you to be worshiping with us this morning. The guy at the gym is muscle bound You look in the mirror but you're still round Don't lose heart, you'll lose those pounds Don't let it get you down, stay positive When you take a test and don't do so hot You think you studied enough, but maybe not The next one you'll give it all you got And see you're smarter than what you thought Stay positive Hey, welcome everybody one more time to Real Life Church. Man, so excited you're here. If you're part of a Real Life family, we are so grateful you joined with us one more time this week. Uh, man, just exciting that you guys are partnering with us together. If you're new with us, a very special welcome one more time. Come on, get up for who's new. We love you. We encourage you. Thank you for being here today. I believe God has something special for everyone today. 
hey, we're going to do something very special today. Uh, we are diving into a very special message in the middle of the Stay Positive series, and uh, we're going to continue a conversation we started last week on racism. And I just want to encourage you in this moment, man, just to slow down, man, just to listen deeply, listen beyond the agenda of the media, beyond the agenda of the far left or the far right. Man, who knows that the truth is very rarely found in extremes. You're going to get in the messy middle, man, just to listen to humanity, listen beyond the riots, man, listen beyond social media, and ultimately just listen to the voice of God today. Hey, our prayer that this morning, man, is that you just get a new heart, man, for people that are far from God, people that don't look like us, people who are different than us. And last week, we started this conversation uh, with Pastor Carl Lentz and Bishop T.D. Jakes, man, an amazing conversation. If you did not watch that conversation, you didn't hear that conversation, I would encourage you, if you're watching this online, man, hit the, just go find that one. Go back and listen to it. It is so powerful. There's so much in there. May my hair still on end so many times. I was listening to T.D. Jakes and, and he's story of growing up being black in America and all different things that he struggled through, different difficulties and things that I've never seen or experienced. And I realized throughout watching and listening to that interview, every time I saw the interview, I'm telling you my, ha my hair stood on end as I listened to it because that's not the world I grew up in. His experiences were not the experiences that I had in my life. But the reality is it is the world that we live in together now. It's the world we live in together. There's different perspectives. You know, for me as a white male in America, Man, when I saw George Floyd and a knee on his neck, I saw a stranger that was a victim of racism, a victim of injustice, man, a victim of just evil. That's what I saw. I saw a stranger. And uh, for you and, and for me, I didn't see, if you're white in America, I didn't see my son Jack with a knee on his neck. I didn't see my brother. I didn't see my dad. I didn't even see myself. I saw a stranger. But for every black person in America, when they saw that, they saw themselves. T.G. Jakes talked about last week, he saw his son, he saw his dad, he saw his friends, his neighbors. And that's a different perspective that we're asking to have today, just to listen deeply to somebody that's struggling through injustice. And Jesus called us to love every neighbor as we love ourselves. You know, if that was my son, if that was my dad, if that was my brother, I promise you feeling bad or feeling sad would not be enough resolve for this situation. I believe God is calling us out of silence. God is calling us to unite around injustice and God is calling us to stand for all people in this season. I'm telling you, the Metalizade's message is real simple. Why won't you be my neighbor? Why won't you be my neighbor. You know, in this season as Jesus followers, as Christians, man, as human beings, man, we speak up for the injustice, man, for the wrongs, man, for the division, the fear that racism is racism has divided our country. Man, there's so much injustice and we listen to the voices deeply. We're not coming with solutions right away. We're just listening to what's going on. Over the last few weeks, I cannot just listen enough to what is happening to the voices of those that are hurting. And Jesus, he gives us a clear mandate in this season, a clear mandate to cross racial lines, to break down the walls of racism. Matter of fact, in the Bible, there's an expert in the law, expert in the Old Testament. He came to Jesus with a few questions and it says this in Luke chapter 10. It says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. He said, teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What do I have to do to get to heaven? What do I have to do to be righteous? What do I have to be to be a good person? And Jesus, knowing the guy was an expert in the law, he says, well, what's the law say? He says, how do you read it? And he answered, the expert said, well, it says, love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. See, this expert, he had an intellectual answer. He knew what the Bible said. He knew what good looked like. He knew that we were supposed to be more than strangers. He knew that we're supposed to love every person as we love ourselves. This wasn't a new idea to him. And so Jesus says, man, you've answered correctly. You've done really well. He applauded him. He says, do this and you will live. But this man had a second question. He just couldn't help himself. And he said, but he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Man, who's my neighbor? And I believe that's the question that we have to ask ourselves today. Who is our neighbor? This man wanted to justify who he loved, who he cared about. Man, is all people my neighbor? Man, are black people my neighbor? Are brown people and red people and mixed people, they're really my neighbor? Are poor people my neighbor and rich people are my neighbor? And people who think differently and dress differently and act differently and even believe differently, are these people all my neighbors? Am I really called to love all these people? People that, people that down the Walmart aisle? Come on, you know, are we supposed to 
look like all these people and love all these people that look so much different than us. And Jesus, he gives a reply to this man in a form of a parable. And he says this, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. This would have been a Jewish man. Since he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and he went away, leaving him half dead. It says a priest happened to go down the same road. This would have been a pastor of a church, the leader of the cause of Christ, the person that spoke on behalf of man to God. He said he went down that road and when he saw the man, what do you do? Come on, what's it say after that? When he saw the man, what do you do? It says he passed by on the other side. Literally, he made contact with that person. He saw that person in a ditch and he walked away to the other side of the road. Verse 32, it says this, so too a Levite, this would have been a temple helper. This been somebody who got ready for the offering, somebody that was serving in the church, a leader, somebody that was that knew, that knew the will of God. It says when he came to the place, he saw him. And what else did this person do? It says he passed by on the other side. It's like they came up to the ditch. They looked in there and said, man, I know how you got in the ditch. Man, that sucks to be you today, man. I feel bad for you, but hey, this isn't my problem. I'm too busy. I don't have time for this issue because what he saw, he didn't see a neighbor. He didn't love him like a brother in Christ. He didn't love him the way we should love people. He saw an absolute stranger in the ditch. Man, I wonder how helpless that Jewish man felt when he was in that ditch. I wonder how helpless he felt as he saw his own people, his own Jewish people come up to him and leave him in the ditch by himself. I wonder what it felt like to see your pastor, to see your leader, to see somebody that represents your community see you and just turn the other cheek and walk away. And what it was like for him not to be left just once, but to be left twice in the ditch by his own leaders. But you know, it's totally different. Instead of, when you, instead of seeing a stranger as when you see a neighbor, that's when God begins to do something in your life. I want you to check this out. Jesus said this, but a Samaritan as you travel, this is somebody who looked totally different than the Jewish person in the ditch. It says, as you travel, when he came to the ma- where the man was, he saw him just like the other two, but he had pity on him. This word pity means compassion. His heart was changed. There's something that was stirring inside of him. And when you have compassion, all of a sudden, all the strangers that don't look like you, all the people that are struggling with injustice, man, no longer are they problems. Man, it's an opportunity to serve. It's an opportunity to make a difference, to stand up for justice. No longer do you see injustice and you turn the other cheek. No longer you just feel sad about something. You get in the ditch and you do something about it. No longer you make a judgment about it. You stand up for what is right. Man, I wonder how relieved that Jewish person was to see somebody who looked different than him and actually find out that the Samaritan was actually good. I wonder how how relieved he was to understand that Samaritan wasn't there to rob him again. He was there to make a difference and he ultimately was the good Samaritan. I believe God is calling us, even though we may be different races and different backgrounds and different cultures, to cross lines. Thank God the Samaritan crossed the line into the ditch. He crossed the line of race. He crossed the line for injustice and he helped him because he had compassion. I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to be black to have compassion for what's happening here in the United States. You don't have to be black or you don't have to be brown or any other color to have compassion for injustice or racism in our country. We can stand up for somebody who doesn't look like us, just like this says. Look what the Samaritan did in verse 34. It says, the good Samaritan went to him with with bandages, his wounds. He poured oil and wine. He's put on his man on his donkey, he brought him to the inn and took care of him. It says the next day he took out two denarii, gave it to the innkeeper. He said, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. I love this. He did even more. It wasn't a silent quo. It wasn't silence. He stepped up. It wasn't the bare minimum. He did the absolute most possible. He gave him his credit card and said, whatever this man needs, I'm going to take care of it because that's how much I love my neighbor. Jesus asked this question to the expert of law. He says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? And the expert of law replied, well, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus tells that man, the same thing he tells us today, he says, go and do likewise. Man, how different would our world be if we saw something and stopped? How different would our world be if we saw somebody in the ditch and slowed down enough to stop to help them? Man, why won't you be my neighbor? Why won't you be my neighbor? Why wouldn't you love somebody who was hurting, somebody who's going through injustice? I love what Martin Luther King, he preached on this passage. And he's something, he said something so profound and so meaningful, yet so simple. He said, three people saw the man in the ditch. The first two turned and walked away, but the one who was different than him stopped. And it was only a difference in a question they asked themselves. See, the first two, the priest and the Levite, this is what Martin Luther King said. He said, the, the first two, the priest and the Levite, they saw the man in the ditch and asked themselves the question, if I stop to help that man, what will happen to me? a very selfish perspective. But the third man, the Samaritan stopped and he saw that man. He said, if I don't stop to help this man, what will happen 
to him. And it's compassion. It's to love my neighbor as I love myself. And Martin Luther King understood that point. I'm going to tell you something. It's all about compassion today. Where is your heart? Is your heart for all people? I'm telling you, there's not enough social media posts. There's not enough laws you can write. We can't talk away out of this. We can't law away out of this. It's all about compassion day. It's all about each of us. Man, seeing other people. Instead of seeing strangers, we see neighbors. We see people we love, we care about. We're no longer looking at a whole. We're looking at people as individuals. We're not going to judge people by something that happened in our past. We're going to forgive that. We're going to look forward and say, I'm compassionate towards all people in this moment. You might ask the question, well, how do you grow a heart of compassion? And this is absolutely nothing new. You know this. This is the gospel. This is the core of the Bible. It simply comes down to one word, and the word is love. God has called us to love. Matter of fact, Jesus reduces all of the Bible into one sentence. He, the Bible talks about a new commandment that Jesus comes with, and it's found in John 13, 34. He says this, as I have loved you, as I've loved you, so you must love one another. This is a new command that Jesus gives us. As I've loved you, Jesus was friends with sinners. He was friends with all races. There was poor people. There was, there was rich people. There was prostitutes and even Pharisees that Jesus loved. Matter of fact, it goes on to say in the next verse, in verse 35, it says, by this one thing, you will know that you are my disciples. The world will know us by how we love people. And so the question this morning is, do we love other people who don't look anything like us? I didn't ask you what you thought about other people who don't look like you. I didn't ask you what you feel about people who don't look like you. I didn't ask you what you believe about people who don't look like you. I ask you, do you love people who don't look like you? And maybe a better question, maybe a deeper question, maybe a more challenging question is, do people who don't look like you and me, do they know that we love them today? Is there somebody in your life that knows we love them? Have we stepped out and made a difference? You know, love is an action. I think of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. And love is an action. There's something we do. And I believe today that love is speaking to you and it demands a response. And you know the response inside of your heart. And if you don't know what that would be, I'm gonna give you some encouragement. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, does not boast, is not proud. And I love this. It does not dishonor others. And it doesn't dishonor us. It builds others up. It cares for people. It adds value to everybody it meets. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always persevere. Man, love honors people. It brings value. It builds people up. Man, it, it respects diversity. It gives a voice to others. Man, bottom line is this. When my culture stops me from loving somebody else, then my culture needs to change or be removed. I'm gonna say it again. When my culture stops me from loving somebody else, then my culture has to change or be removed. This is what love demands. I believe this is the beginning of racial reconciliation. It's one-on-one, -on -one, individual to individual, that we care for people just like Jesus crossed the line, that Good Samaritan crossed the line of culture. So often, man, we don't want to stand. We want to stand with the masses, but we got to stand with God, and we have to make a difference and speak up for those who are hurting. So first thing is this, man, if you have a heart of compassion, you have to have a heart full of love. You have to see past somebody's skin color and love the soul. You have to care for people individually. Second thing is this is that we have to carry other people's burdens. It says in Galatians 6 2, and this is what Paul writes to us. He says, Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. You know, when you want to talk about fulfilling the law of Christ, I mean, if you want to fulfill the law of Christ, you have to care for other people. You'll be like Jesus, then start getting low. Start picking up other people's burdens. Start speaking up for injustice. I'm telling you, it's hard to hate somebody you're praying for. It's hard to hate somebody when you're under the same burden that you're under. It's hard to hate somebody when you're carrying the same problem that they're carrying. It's hard to hate somebody when you have a common goal and maybe start carrying some burdens and all those things that divide us all of a sudden start diminishing and all the things that unite us start emerging. Maybe you fear less. Maybe you start trusting more. Maybe we're concerned about the things that they're concerned about. They become our problems as well. And we begin to find common ground together. Practically speaking, what's this look like to carry somebody's burden? I'm just going to be real frank with you, maybe just a little uncomfortable, but it's just not enough not to be a racist. It's just not enough not to be a racist. The goal is not to be a non-racist. All right, that's not the goal. The goal is to be anti-racist. You know, we talk about somebody that maybe is going through child abuse. You don't go back and say, man, I'm not a child abuser. 
not a child abuser. It's like we have to be anti-racist like we're anti-bullying. We got to stand up for what is right, speak up for injustice all around us. Man, what does this look like? Man, it means you address what you see. It means you speak up when you see something. It means you tear, you don't tear people down. You build others up. You speak kind words. You speak words of honor. You respect diversity and you allow other voices into the conversation. It means we won't be silent. It means we're going to speak up for what is wrong. And for some of us, we might even need to apologize. Maybe there's things we've said, maybe things we've done, maybe things that dishonored somebody, and we have to own that. And I believe when you move from being a non-racist to an anti-racist and you speak up and you take some action, I believe you might see some things happen in your life. You might see some racism, some prejudice, some, some things inside your heart that you know are there and God begins to pull some things out of you. And I think for all of us, man, there's something inside of us. Man, it's been just so much more comfortable around people that look just like us. But I believe God has called us to diversity, that one day we're going to be around the throne of God. And there's going to be every type of people, every ethnos, every people group, black, white, red, brown, mixed. Every group around the world is going to be singing to Jesus on their knees, worshiping the God of all gods. I'm telling you, God has called us to break some lines and to carry the weight of other people's injustice. And that is where Jesus is at. You know, we need to shift our mentality, just not, I love all people. No, 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 I'm not a racist. No, 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 I'm anti-racist. Man, I'm speaking up for what I see. I'm not going to be silent in this season. Man, second thing is this, is that proximity is, is, is not friendship. Just because you hang out with people who don't look like you, you work with people who don't look like you, doesn't make you friends. And I believe that if we're going to change this, we have to get close to other people. That life on life, that we have to reach other people where they're at. We have to change our circle. For some of us, we have to expand our circle. We have to bring new people in. We have to be great friends, not just I know somebody. No, we, we, have, to, we have to cry together. We have, we have to share our thoughts. We have, we have to be deeply connected to one another. This is what Jesus said in John 15, 15. He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Jesus called his own disciples, his friends, for everything he had learned from his father, he made known to them. And I believe today that there's going to be people in your life that you have to share deeply with. There's going to be conversations that happen that are below the surface. So you can't just be a surface conversation. You know, to know somebody as a friend, you know their heartbeat, you know where they're going, you know what they're struggling with. They're praying for you, they're caring for you. Until we cross those lines, man, racism will continue. And I think about Jesus, how he crossed that line for us, that he called us friends. Jesus loved us deeply. He loved us so much. He loved us with his hands. He loved us with his feet. He loved us with his words. He loved us so much that he went to the cross and died for our sins. He loved us so much that he took the nails for us. He crossed the lines for me, for a white dude. I didn't grow up in the Middle East. I don't look anything like Jesus. You know what? And Jesus, he didn't look anything like the disciples, but guess what? Jesus liked the disciples. He didn't look anything like us, but he liked us. And I believe God has called us to like other people and to care for people. I'm telling you something, if we fail to listen to the hurts and the wounds of people in our society, we're going to fail to carry their burdens. And if we expect as Jesus followers, as Christians, as pastors, as the church, to pastor people who look different than us, to pastor black people and to pastor brown people and red people and mixed people, if we expect to lead the cause of Christ, then we better learn to cry when their culture cries. We better learn to cry when the world is hurting. We better listen deeply in this season if we're going to make a difference because I believe Jesus has called us to listen and to learn and to lead and a church is going to lead the way of rec uh, racial reconciliation. You know, if you're like me, there's messages that I've preached that I'd go back and rewrite. There's conversations that I've had that I, if I could do them over again, I would I would say it differently. I've grown a little bit. I've matured a little bit. My worldview, much like everybody's worldview, is developing. And I'd go back and say something differently than I said. But today in this message, I don't think I'm going to say it differently. I think this is what God has called us to do. So I would encourage you just to listen deeply with love. We'll know what love demands of you today. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't change, it's not an issue of intellect. It's an issue of the will. And I'm going to be careful this morning. If you're going to come out with some criticism and have some opinions, I'll just encourage you to table it because I believe God has called us to be a season of listening, a season of discovery. And I encourage you to be a student of learning in this season. And if you don't understand, then in this moment, it's on you because the facts are clear. And I would encourage you to dive in the Bible and see what Jesus has for us in this season because ultimately it comes down to love. Do people who don't look like you and experience you know that you love them today?
See, it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You're not gonna be content with saying, well, I love all people. No, 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 who, who do you love today specifically? Do you love this person in this mess? We're not looking for a social media post. We're not looking for some crazy uh, message. You're looking for is just a change of heart today. And I believe God has called us as real life church, as Christians to lead the change in our community, in our city, in our workplace, in our restaurants, in our conversations at home, in our posts on social media, and in our hearts today. I believe God has called us to be true neighbors, to love people like we love ourselves, all people, especially people who are struggling with injustice because that's where Jesus' heart's at. If you wanna find Jesus, go find people who are hurting because that's where Jesus is moving. He stands for injustice and perhaps one day, we can start a new beginning and our kids, they can have, grow up in a world where they're not gonna be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, just as Martin Luther King said, that one day they can grow up and realize that we're all humans on the same broken path in the same broken world and trying to follow God together. I wanna encourage you today that maybe something was just as simple as Mr. Rogers said, we said, won't you be my neighbor? Maybe it's just that simple today that we truly care about other people in this season, that we'd see past color, that we see the hearts of people and we truly love people. Let it be known of us and never said, why won't you be my neighbor? Father, we come before you. God, I pray you tear down the walls of racial just discrimination, God, for any prejudice inside of our hearts. God, I pray that we be true neighbors to people. God, that we go out of our way to be a neighbor. God, that we would not see somebody else or see a stranger, God, but we would see people in our own skin color that could be in that situation, God, and be struggling in the same way. And so, God, we just ask that you just do a work inside of our hearts, God, that we see past, God, our own worldview, God, that we grow, that we listen, that we would just be uh, students of learning, God, that we would be people that reach across lines, that we get into the ditch and we carry people out and we care for people that are far from you, God, that look nothing like us because you did the same for us, God, because we're all humans. God, we're all in this together. Hey, as you're continuing to pray, I want to pray for somebody right now, man, that is struggling. They say, you know what? I've, I need to be a neighbor to somebody. Man, I'm a stranger to a lot of people. I don't think there's any in my life that's different than me. I've surrounded myself with my own perfect worldview, but today I realize that God wants to change some stuff in my life. I've been doing my own way and running my own race, but today I realize, you know, there's some stuff that needs to change. I'm going to stand for some injustice. I'm going to be that guy that's not going to go with the crowd. It's so easy to roll with the mass, but today I'm going to roll with this individual. I'm going to just follow what God has for me. I'm going to cross that line, and I'm going to stand up for injustice. I don't know why we're here or how we got here, but I know where God is calling us to go, and we're going to do it together, and we're going to care for people. I'm going to be that person today. If that's you, and you so I want to be a neighbor. I'm tired of having strangers around me. I want to be a neighbor to somebody. I'm going to love somebody today. Let them know I care about them. If that's you, man, I pray for you. Father, we come before you. God, thank you for the broken hearts. God, thank you for the, the conversations that are happening. God, thank you for disrupting our worldview, God, that we could just see a little differently. God, thank you for your, your word, God, that you would send uh, just a man to ask a question, who is my neighbor? And you give such an explicit answer, God, that we should love all people. God, even people that are different than us, who don't think like us, who don't believe like us, we're called to love people. God, to show them your grace and your mercy. And God, I pray for somebody who is struggling right now, God, that just needs to give up some stuff. God, I pray you do some reconstruction in their heart. God, I pray you do some work in their life. God, I pray that we just get rid of some terms. God, that we would just change our posting. God, that we change our worldview. God, that we would just reach out across the aisle, across the lane, across the street, and that we'd be a true neighbor, God, to all people. God, let it be said of us as Christians, God, that we are the unifying force. God, that we led the way to rest ra racial reconciliation in our country, in our community, in our schools. I want to pray for one more person today. And if that's you that's struggling, you say, you know, I don't have the unconditional love of God in my life. Man, I hear what you're saying, but I can't believe it. I'm going to tell you who Jesus is. Jesus is the perfect son of God. He died for all of us. It was our sin that held him on the cross and he willingly chose to stand up for injustice. He was crucified. His beliefs ostracized people. He always caused problems where he went because he loved you. He didn't quit on you. He loved you and he went all the way across for you. And I believe that Jesus, he is just divine the lines because he is always for people and he's going to just blow our worldview away. And I believe today, maybe you've never heard it, but God loves you today. Maybe you had a bad experience at church growing up. Maybe had a bad experience with a Christian leader. Maybe had a bad experience with somebody who said they followed God. I'm going to encourage you today. That is not Jesus. Jesus never fails. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's always good. He always cares for you. I don't encourage you to dive in the Bible and see a God that loves you, that died for you, that carried a cross for you. And so today, if you say, I need Jesus, 
I want to give God another chance. I need a fresh start. Man, I need to get some scales off my face. I've been wounded by racism. I've been wounded by the church. Maybe the day you realize that that's not God that did that. That was people. And today you realize that God loves you and died for you. And once you have a relationship with him today as a purpose for your life. And if that's you, I would encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. God, his ways are so much higher than our ways. And so only because of him, I can love. So God, thanks so much for dying on a cross for me and give me a new heart. God, give me a fresh start. Let me follow you. God, you can have my life. I know I'll serve you and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for those who came to Christ today. Come on, let's give it up for those who are just tearing some things away in their hearts in a way of racial reconciliation. I believe God has something special for us. What an incredible and challenging morning. And hey, if that is you today and you have made the decision to trust Jesus, this is not the end of your journey, but it is the beginning of your next steps with Jesus. And I wanna give you a few resources you can use to take that next step. You can text RLNEXT to 97000. We want you to get connected with our Bible app with um, just some ways you can share your story with real life. And so I hope that you will connect with that as you start this journey with Jesus. Man, I wanna invite you again. Our life groups are fully online through Zoom and life groups are an incredible way to do life together. You don't want to do life alone and even if you're Zoomed out, I mean there is an incredible thing that happens when we get together. We love each other, we encourage each other, we pray for each other. I know every week that my life group is praying for me and I love the chance we get to get together. We get to come together and have some of these really important conversations about what God is doing in real life and doing in our own lives. So don't miss out. Our life groups are online. Check them out and find one to get connected with this week. And hey, if you haven't figured it out yet, we launched our watch parties. Watch parties are an incredible way that you can come to a safe, socially distanced way to do church together. So these are our way to be friends on mission. We're coming together. We're watching our online church gathering together and inviting friends, inviting neighbors, and just really being the church in this time. So these are safe places you can can connect in backyards and garages, um, in driveways. So bring a lawn chair and check out our website has all of our watch parties. You can find one that you can connect with. So if you haven't been to one yet, let me encourage you to find one. Sign up today. There's one in a neighborhood near you. We have them all across Belton and Raymore. And so you don't want to miss out on this opportunity to get together. RealLifeChurchKC.com has everything you need to know about our watch parties and our life groups. And I just want to say that your generosity in this season has blown us away. It is making a huge difference. Because of you, we were able to launch these watch parties to support our watch party leaders. We've been able to do a ton of local outreach, a ton of um, overseas outreach even to make a difference during this COVID time. And we're so excited because we are getting ready to finally be able to work on the Belton clothing closets, food pantries at the middle school and the high school. And so check out what is coming up in that stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. There's information on our website and your generosity is making it possible for us. You're giving, you're going above and beyond is going to make a huge difference in the lives of middle school and high school students in the Belton school district. And we love to give back to them just because of the way we've been able to share in the district and be a part of when we were meeting at KT. Um, and so I think that the church is the hope of the world and this is our moment to shine bright. And so let me know, that, or <laughs> I want you to know that your generosity is such a huge part of that. So there are three ways that you can get connected to generosity. You can go to reallifechurchkc.com and click give. You can text any amount to 84321 or our, web, our address is on the website and you can send in um, your check by mail and be a blessing and continue in this season. Thank you so much for what you've already done. I know God is going to continue to use real life in a huge way to make a difference in our in our city and for his kingdom. So let's stand up together one more time. Let's lift up our hands. Let's praise and worship our God for all of the amazing things that he is doing in our midst today. together strange as neighbors our blood is one children of generation of every nation of kingdom come don't let your heart be a trouble the 
don't fear now evil Fix your eyes on this one truth God is madly in love with you So take courage, hold on, be strong Remember where I am comes Hope you guys were challenged. If you were in the midst of listening and you just find yourself at just a lack of hope or still a lack of direction, man, we know that there is something awesome for you. We want to bring some hope to your life and we want to do it in Jesus' name. So I would encourage you to text RL Hope to 97000 and connect with us. We'll connect with you and we'll help you in any way that we possibly can. Hey, everybody, don't turn the channel. In a few short moments, we're going to have an awesome real life kids' church. It's going to have a message and activity just for them. So Everybody's invited, but especially if you have kids, don't walk away. It is going to be a great time. They will love it. So again, awesome time uh, in online. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Can't wait to see you guys on a life group this week. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. <laughs>